0: Hello, we are officially back. What are you up to? What are you doing right now? I am so excited to be sitting here recording I a few weeks ago when I made that catch-up episode I was like I should just keep going like forget this break I don't need the last few weeks to recover and I'm actually so glad that I took the last few weeks to continue recovering and catch up and prepare for the new year um just with how crazy the holidays were which by the way I hope yours were good I hope they were filled with good food and family and friends and hopefully catching up on lots of sleep so we are officially in 2023 which is absolutely crazy. Like I genuinely every day I'm like, where did time go? I shared something on my story the other day and it was like making fun of people who think like 2015 was like two years ago. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's me. And like, I'm one of those people who will say the other day and I was referring to like two months ago. My brain just does not comprehend time very well, especially (laughs) when it comes to New Year's. But anyway, speaking of New Year's, I, so not even being cheesy or like super cliche, I love New Year. I love a new year. I love New Year's. I love new months. I love new weeks. I love new days. Like I just visualize everything as a reset always. Like every single morning when I wake up is like fresh slate. like not even to say that in like a, again, like cheesy life coach way, like seize the day, but like just, genuinely that's how my brain works like I'm a big visualizer so it's really satisfying for me to know that a new month is starting I mean technically this month started on a Sunday but to me like that is the first day of the week because I usually use Sundays to like get my upcoming week together so very satisfying so I was very very energetically aligned coming into this year so I hope you were as well but with all of that being said you can make changes any day of the year. (laughs) It does not need to be a Monday. It does not need to be a new week. It does not need to be a new month or the first. There is no perfect time to make a change. I just genuinely, neurodivergent brain, a very visual learner and thinker, um, firsts and beginnings happening at the same time make me very happy. So for the first official episode of the new year, like I said, we're going to be focusing on a lot of new year stuff, a lot of new year strategies. Today specifically we're going to talk about tips for your overall social media strategy, just the way that you are approaching it as a whole. We're going to talk about specific ways to optimize your Instagram and we are going to do some questions. We are going to talk about socials in society. Like I said, that is a little segment that I want to start to add in. And before we actually get into it, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the setup of the podcast. So Previously, it was just kind of like, okay, I'll get on and talk. Like, here's, you know, the main topics that we're talking about. Now that I have the YouTube videos to complement my content every week, um, the podcast will still be pretty much the same structure. But like I said, the concepts are very much intertwined. So for example, today we're going to deep dive into overall social media strategy, but not in the same way that the YouTube video is breaking it down. So on the YouTube video this week... Well, actually one of two YouTube videos this week. One of them is tips for your 2023 social media strategy, again, as a whole. And it's much more, we're diving into each of the platforms. We are learning about the audiences that are on each of them. We're learning about how to create a strategy. We're learning about how to implement that strategy. We're learning the best way to maneuver a strategy in your own business. That's way more of what the YouTube video is going to focus on. And same thing with the optimizing your Instagram. It's going to be way more, I mean, the YouTube video is way more, this is what you do with your bio. This is why you do it with your bio. This is what you do with your name section. This is why you do that with your name section. It's just very much more educational. But the way that I want to approach the podcast episodes is, again, the same topics, but speaking more like we are friends and less like I'm a teacher, (laughs) if that makes sense. So again, it's a little of everything that we're just trying to all survive right now. And if we haven't met, hi, my name is Lex. I am the owner of Page Media Co. and the creator of the Social Media Survival Guide, which is the podcast. It's my guides. It is uh, some new things that are coming this year, a subscription-based way to help you keep up with your social media content um i really haven't started talking about that at all but anyway if we're not connected yet make sure we are staying connected on your favorite social media platforms you can find me on instagram and tiktok at page media co p-a-i-g-e and you can find me on youtube at the social media survival guide and everything else that you need to know is at the thesocialmediasurvivalguide.com. If you are confused why I have a different name from my business and why my business name is what it is, um, I talk about it on a lot of previous episodes. So for my trusted and valued and longtime listeners, <laughs> I'm not going to make you sit through that again because it's in one of the past episodes if you want to know or DM me on Instagram. They're always open. Okay, so anyway, let's get back into it. Also, we're not We're not putting any ads in here today. Let's just get right into it. So like I said, I want this to be way more of my perspective and my opinion and my experience with these things and whatnot. So we're going to start with your 2023 social media strategy. And again, on YouTube this week, you'll find the video where we talk about the most important things that you need to account for, which platforms you should be on and stuff like that. But today we are going to talk more about the why. Why? So why is it important that we are creating a solid and consistent and profitable and big reach type of strategy? Why is it important that we are doing that? Because you will not be successful if you are not following some sort of plan, if you don't have goals set for yourself. And actually, we're going to talk a little bit more about goals Um, a little bit later. So for now, let's just talk about the strategy. So in 2023, it is more important than ever that you are willing to adapt. You are missing a huge opportunity if you are not willing to adapt. And I had a super long conversation about this the other day that kind of like triggered this whole whole segment. So not that I think that these are the same things, but I want to show you how easily applicable this mindset is to every aspect of our lives. So you have to be willing to be progressive with social media. And if you're not willing to be progressive with social media, something what that would look like is, you know, not being willing to try new platforms, not being willing to try reels, not being willing to get on video, not being willing to change any or everything about what you're doing because in the past it worked. Like you are not willing to dive into why these things may not be working anymore you just are so dead set on the fact that it used to work so it needs to continue to work and like I said it's just a very negative it's a very negative mindset it's the people who have the negative attitude towards these changes rather than just being willing to go with the flow for lack of better terms you're going to get left behind and I want you to think of that in the way of you know politics (laughs) again not that I think well I do think that the two are related and I not I don't even want to say I don't want to talk about politics because at the end of the day this is how easily applicable this mindset is to everything in your life if you are not willing to at some point accept that something could be better even if it doesn't directly align with what you would want to happen you are stuck again in that lack of progress mindset and it's you're gonna get left behind at the end of the day the only person that you're screwing is yourself like if you just openly broadcast like TikTok sucks I hate video like you don't need to talk on your story like carousels are still just as successful you don't need video at all like if you are so dead set on the fact that because it worked in the past without these things, rather than just being willing to, again, go with the flow or to even take a second to step down from this imaginary throne that you've put yourself on and realize that Instagram was not built personally for you. It actually belongs to somebody else if we really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it. But just like what a lot of business owners Preach, or especially business coaches or like social media managers will be like, "This is your business. You can do whatever you want with it." Blah 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 blah. We need to show the creators of Instagram that same support when they are making changes inside of their business. Because again, at the end of the day, Instagram it's theirs, and we as users are agreeing to those terms and we're agreeing to those conditions and. Right now, there are certain things that Instagram is favoring more than others. And again, if you are not willing to adapt and add those things in and have that progressive mindset, you're going to get left behind. But we all have that equal opportunity right now to take it and run with it. But instead, I keep seeing so many people just being so negative and making fun of others who are taking advantage of these opportunities and so on and so on. And with that being said, there's been a quote that's been sticking with me lately and that I feel like I need to share. I don't remember it word for word. I don't know the original author, but it's strangers will support you more, whether that's in your business or your personal life. Just strangers will support you more with endeavors or adventures that you go on or journeys that you take because people that know you and that you've known from your past have a hard time accepting that you're doing those things when you guys are from the same place. And a lot of the times they're upset because that place that you are from they're still in so it's hard when you have friends you know in real life that a year ago five years ago ten years ago you were like really really good friends with but you just feel like you have outgrown and you might have started a side business that they just they don't even like your posts they don't comment on things they don't share your stuff they don't purchase from you they don't even text you to say like hey I think what you're doing is awesome like let me know if you need anything you know like they're just not supportive whatsoever because it's hard for them to imagine you in a better place when they're still stuck in that same place and again all ties back to that progressive mindset but I feel like I'm ping-ponging So, all of this to bring us back to your 2023 strategy. If I can stress anything, it's that you need to be willing to adapt and you need to be willing to progress. You can no longer just be relying solely on Instagram. It's possible, but it's not necessarily realistic. So, you need to be willing to expand to other platforms and take the time to educate yourself on which platforms are performing in which ways and to try new types of content and to, again, get out of that comfort zone and I always relate shit back to the fitness industry, but like you make the biggest changes when you are the most uncomfortable. Like in that moment that you are like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. Five minutes later, it's the best decision that you ever made because it is not only pushing you towards those goals, but it's getting you again outside of that comfort zone and allowing you to make these big changes that at the end of the day, I think some people just find the moves that other people are making making intimidating and there's just no need for that like there's room for everybody again we all have that equal opportunity so i'm encouraging you to again in this new year try new things now when it comes to exactly which direction to branch off and go in you know which platforms to start to incorporate that's going to be more in that youtube video where we go over who is on what platform What each platform is good for. And then actually, in the next few weeks, I will have an episode coming where I'm just gonna straight up break down my strategy for the new year and, you know, what my posting schedule is, how I'm deciding on my content pillars, like everything. Because I feel like genuinely the only way that somebody will learn these things is to see it being implemented. And I've never, I'm not comfortable sharing those things for like my client's perspective. Like I wouldn't be comfortable sharing their entire marketing strategy because, again, they're you know paying me to do something unique and curated to their business and at the end of the day I'll share all my shit like I don't care nobody's paying me to (laughs) create this marketing strategy so like I will share everything like we can be an open book together so I'm actually really excited for that but just stay tuned for that because I feel like it will help um, to kind of make sense of putting together your own 2023 strategy or just your own strategy in general. No matter when you're listening to this, this information is going to be relevant all year, not just on January 1st. And actually, it's January 9th when this is coming out. So like, where was I a month ago with this, you know? So I didn't necessarily mean for this segment to just turn into like that long of like a motivational speech. And that's really not what I'm trying to be here. I'm not trying to be a motivational speaker. I'm not trying to like (laughs) be a life coach. I just, I'm not trying to be a confidence coach or anything like that. I just genuinely feel like there are things that I would have wished I heard somebody say to me or even these things that I'm saying out loud are still things that I wish somebody would say to me. It's just the difference of (laughs) somebody saying it to me and me just saying it to a microphone and if I ever need to hear it, I can go back and listen to it, you know? But, you know, with that being said, there's a lot of other things too that just... 2023 in general I think there's going to be a lot of things that are important but it's not that they're like new to being important. I think going into the new year you need to be strategic about when you're taking breaks and how you are optimizing your time, how you are introducing new workflows, how you can level up your business, social media specifically. I think as always video is going to be very important. I think Owners and CEOs, and the people, the brains behind the businesses having a face on social media is going to be more important than ever. Um, I'm actually going to do some questions at the end of this, and I already went through and picked them out um, because I want to talk about the answers to them a lot. So I'm really glad that somebody asked them. But I have ways, so just With all of that being said, I also think it's going to be very important to be in multiple different places because multiple different platforms work in a lot of different ways. And there's a bunch of questions at the end that I'll answer that um, we'll dive a little bit more into that. So for now, let's talk about optimizing your Instagram specifically and again, the why. Why are we optimizing our Instagram? What does that mean? What is it going to do for My business, what's it going to do for my engagement? What's it going to do for my reach? So when it comes to optimizing your Instagram, is this creative jail? Are we forcing ourselves into creative jail? I don't disagree with that. But again, we're using somebody else's platform and at the end of the day, Instagram is a machine, for lack of better terms. And when you properly care for, and when you properly maintain a machine, it will continue to optimally run. Think of your Instagram, like your car, how, what do I need to do when the oil needs changing? What do I need to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Don't think about it as, what does the algorithm want? Think about it as, what can I do to optimize this thing that I'm not happy with? That's the way that I would prefer people to look at it because so like, for example, people will text me and they're like, or like they'll DM me and ask, you know, does the algorithm want me to use 30 hashtags or do they want me to use 15 hashtags? Does the algorithm like when I do short sounds or does it like when I do long sounds? How about this? what does your audience like? Let's think about that. Let's replace the word algorithm with audience. Actually, yeah, we're gonna leave it at that because I kind of feel like I'm being bitchy. I'm not trying to be bitchy. It is okay to say the word algorithm. It's okay to be curious about how the algorithm works, but at the end of the day, the algorithm is an algorithm and it's not a tangible thing and it's not the same thing for everybody. It's almost like an enigma. it's like a figment of your imagination like genuinely because and the algorithm is just an umbrella term it's everything that's under it it's how you're posting what you're posting who you're talking to how you are using Instagram affects how your content is shown to other people like it's again so yes there are steps that we can take to optimize our Instagram so i went back and analyzed all of the one-on-one strategy calls that i had with people specifically asking about the instagram algorithm and what they could do to make it happy what they could do to make their content shown to more people and here are some of the biggest mistakes that i saw and ways that they were not optimizing their instagram that again every single person who has ever said to me the algorithm hates me why does the algorithm not like my content these were the mistakes that they were making. One, not optimizing their bio or any of the features that Instagram gives us. So any of the contact features, putting keywords in your name section, making sure your bio clearly says who you are, what you do, who you serve, a call to action, what's at the link in bio when somebody clicks on it. like. Those were the biggest mistakes that these people were making. So I genuinely, again, I'm not trying to sound rude. I'm not trying to be somebody who's like demeaning in this situation. I actually like really, really, really hate demeaning type coaches and demeaning type teachers. Like I just I don't do well. Um, with people being like, you are so stupid for not knowing this information. And I I swear to you with my whole heart, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just, it's like sad to me that people feel like slaves to the algorithm when I promise you the second that you let go of attaching your worth, your success, your overall presence to your likes and your followers and your reach and your engagement and your views and blah, blah, blah. And the second that you start figuring out genuinely who you are and the type of content that you want to create, All of the numbers go out the window. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, you need data. Yes, you need analytics. Like, make proper decisions. But at the end of the day, your energy transfers. And if you are not happy with the type of content that you feel you are being forced to create, that comes across to your audience. And that makes people not want to engage with your content. So, for example, if you feel... Forced to do a trending TikTok dance. Your energy when you are recording that TikTok dance that you don't want to do on camera and post, your audience can pick up on that energy and we can see it on your face and it's not enjoyable. And that's why it's just because you're posting and I've said this a million times, Instagram and social media are not just because you build it, people will come. Kind of things. You do have to be aligned with knowing who you're speaking to and knowing why you are speaking the way that you're speaking and knowing who you are, like, and especially humanizing your brand and being able to answer those questions about your business. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) biggest number one biggest mistake not optimizing your Instagram. Again, YouTube video goes way more in depth on that. Number two, they're not optimizing their content or They are posting out of fear they're posting because they've seen a social media guru say if you don't post five to seven reels a week you won't grow i grew by a hundred thousand followers and i post 15 tiktoks a week so that person now feels as if they are being forced to post 15 tiktoks a week and because they aren't set up with a solid strategy they don't know how to come up with 15 different content ideas like again once you fully understand the type of content that you enjoy creating like i i could make 15 tiktoks right now without even thinking about it but is that the most strategic way to do it no i know the general direction i would take them in but i couldn't execute all 15 tiktoks in you know at one time like that's a lot but like you don't Just because you saw one social media guru post that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do. So what I see a lot of the time is people being told you have to post five times a week on Instagram, five times a week on TikTok, five times a week on Pinterest, five times a week on YouTube. A lot of the time what I see is these like half-assed Canva graphics that are just being thrown up on the feed or they're going on Etsy or they are purchasing template packs For their niche, like for example, if you're a personal stylist, they're going on Etsy and typing in personal stylist Instagram templates and just legitimately copying them like word for word and you are not going to succeed with copy and paste. At the end of the day, you're not going to stand out. You're not going to make a difference. You're not going to be unique if you are doing that and there's nothing wrong with doing those things to save time. However, Templates are templates. You can purchase a template. It's what you are doing with it that makes all of the difference. So like if you're purchasing this Instagram template pack and it's like three ways, again, you're a personal stylist, three ways to style your favorite jacket and then slide one is like date night, add heels and accessories. And then next one, casual run to target Add your favorite tennis shoes and leggings. And then next slide. Um, I don't know. I'm not a personal stylist, but I feel like that was pretty good to come up with those two ideas like that quick off the top of my head. Um, But like, again, let's say that that template that you purchased says that exactly. And it's just text on the Canva graphic. Nobody in your audience is going to care because it's so clearly copy and pasted. What they wanna see is you getting on your Instagram story and saying, hey, this is my favorite jacket. This is where I got it. This is why I love it. Look at all these cool pockets that it has. These are my favorite ways that I style it, boom. That's a reel, that's an Instagram story. That's a carousel post as a personal stylist, business owner. Again, I am just like literally picking that out of nowhere, just kind of diving into it. But anyway, they're posting out of fear. And because of posting out of fear, your content loses quality. And when your content loses quality, your audience doesn't feel obligated to interact with it. There's nothing encouraging them to interact with it. You are half-assing the effort, so why would they care? And again, I feel like I just sound so rude when I say all of this, but at the end of the day, this is what some people need to hear and some people after I have told them these things have come back to me a month later and said thank you and I'm like you know what all of the thank yous outweigh the the two or three people over the course of a month that tell me I'm being rude you know because some people just need to hear that and at the end of the day there are things that I just wish somebody would have ripped the band-aid off and told me but stop posting out of fear if you cannot manage to come up with all of these different pieces of types of content, pieces of content, content pillars, there are ways to not only automate your systems and your workflows that, again, we'll talk about at the end, but there are content creation systems. Like, I have my three-step system that I've come up with. And again, this is never just me trying to, like, push people to my guides or push people to spend money. Like, but at the end of the day, I have a guide that walks you through my full in-depth process, every single little step that you can imagine to, create reels to optimize your Instagram like I have put these things together but I'll still talk about them in my free content like at the end of the day that's the problem and is that people are again posting out of fear because they don't have a solid strategy in place (sighs) again that's a lot and I swear I'm never just trying to push to you know my guides or my website or blog posts or YouTube videos well I am because I want you to learn which leads me to my third Point or the biggest mistake that I routinely see business owners making on Instagram, and that is that they do not genuinely care for or cater to their audience. And again, at the end of the day, your business needs to be about you, it needs to be the type of content that you feel comfortable posting, it needs to align with your business goals. Again, speaking on behalf of a personal brand or a business brand, but it's not it's you can't always do what you expect your audience to like you at the end of the day do need to stay true to who you are and what you enjoy doing because again your energy transfers however that's not stopping you from putting in an effort to giving a fuck about your audience you know what i mean like the biggest mistake that i see people make is that they think social media is a you built it People will come, they will flood to your content. I posted five times this week and people are going to flood to my content. I'm going to get a million likes. I'm going to go viral just because I put in the effort. That is such like a participation trophy mindset that it, it no, that's not how we think. That's not how we act. Caring about your audience is DMing them. It's having genuine conversations like I'm never in my DMs trying to build a relationship to make a sale for a cold pitch. I have a script that I send blah, blah, blah. That to me is such like skeezy MLM behavior that it makes me sick. When I'm in my DMs, I'm, I literally today, if you're listening to this on Friday, January 6th, when I'm recording this, <laughs> I posted um, on my Instagram story the show that we finished watching on Netflix last night. And I like asked people what they thought of it or like, did you watch it? Which, by the way, if you didn't see the story, Kaleidoscope on Netflix, super good show. Super cool. Um, the kind of gimmick of it is that you can watch any of the episodes in any order. So like, and the story will still make sense. So like you could go through and just be like, oh, I'm gonna start with the last episode, and then I'm gonna watch the third episode, and then I'm gonna watch the fifth. And it in my opinion, like, yes, you could do that because at some point, like all of the pieces connect. However, my neurodivergent and like ADHD and like visual brain really would have preferred to just watch it chronologically. So, like, each episode is a different time period. So, the whole point of the show is it's a bank heist, these people, blah, blah, blah. But there's like a whole lot of like past connections and like puzzle pieces, and everybody knows everybody and everybody has like personal grudges. So, like, if you watch the episodes out of order, you're watching people fight and like you have no idea why, or you're watching somebody call her husband her husband but then be in a hotel room with somebody else like it's really really and you like don't know why and it's just kind of confusing so each episode is like you know 10 years before the heist a year before the heist three days before the heist day of the heist day after the heist i wish i would have watched it in chronological order of like when the episodes happened rather than like doing the gimmicky thing of like oh you can watch it in any order because It genuinely just kind of felt like watching a regular TV show season out of order because, again, there's things you don't pick up on until, like, if you watch, so we watched the last episode. But, like, for example, there was one episode where somebody gets killed and they don't show who does the killing but they do show one detail that if you hadn't watched one episode, like, six before that one, you wouldn't have known who that was. And, like, we honestly didn't even catch it. Like, I had to look it up because I was like, who was this? Like, I don't understand. So it was just kind of, like, frustrating. But anyway, oh, my God. I can't believe the tangents I go on sometimes. But anyway, Kaleidoscope, real good. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Anyway. That's what I spent all day talking in my DMs about today with people. I don't even like calling people my audience. It's just so weird. Like, I'm just somebody who posts some shit. And, like, y'all choose to watch it and you choose to interact with me and you choose to talk to me. Like, you're not my audience. Like, you are a person. I'm a person. We're having a conversation. I'm never just, like, doing anything to, like boost my views or like I don't know it's just so weird and like skeezy to talk about sometimes but like that's the biggest issue I see with business owners is that they don't again care about their audience all they care about is these like guru tips and tricks seven second videos to trick the algorithm blah 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 like and they don't care about people and at the end of the day if you don't care about people your business will never succeed and I stand by that real hard with my whole chest I say that anyway okay that was a lot sorry I feel like that's kind of like the realest I've ever been on here I don't know I just feel like I usually am like pausing a little bit more while I'm recording to like gather my thoughts and I feel like I just kind of like went off of like a 30 minute tangent but anyway that's why I'm so excited about like adding in these YouTube videos is like before I just felt very like okay don't forget there's points you have to get across like we have to talk about this we have to make sure we're saying this and now it's not that it was scripted before I've never used a script for a podcast or really for a YouTube video either but like just very much well I don't want to say I've never used a script I've used I use outlines so like I put bold like topics and then just kind of like subtopics underneath of them and then I just read the word and kind of go off on a tangent about it. I don't know if everybody's like that but that's how my brain works. But I'm really excited about the YouTube videos because now I know for a fact every single thing that I wanted to teach somebody about their 2023 Instagram or 2023 social media strategy is in that YouTube video and it allowed me to speak a little bit more personally and explain to you why you know being willing to adapt is so important but anyway let's kind of get back on track a little bit let's talk about goals. So just because I feel like this ties in with the 2023 strategy and just like, like I said, you have to kind of at some point be delusional. Like you do just have to kind of post and be like, you know what? I'm fucking proud of that TikTok. I stand by it. I'm going to post it. I don't care if it gets five likes. Like you have to be that valid in yourself and that strong and legitimately not care what anybody else thinks and I'm not saying that in a way where I, I'm saying it's easy to do that. I understand there are a lot of hurdles and I think it's really important to understand yourself, you know, your human design chart is huge, your Enneagram type, just the way that you function as a person, knowing all of these different things will help you face these fears and get out of those comfort zones and again, I'm not certified nor the person that you want to talk to about that. I mean, I have a lot of like my like one-liner motivational quotes I could throw you from my fitness instructor days, but at the end of the day, you sometimes just need somebody to tell you what it is. So anyway, let's talk about goals. So when it comes to setting goals, there's two different types. There are input goals and there are output goals. So let's talk about social media specifically with input and output goals. Let's say you set the goal of I want 10,000 followers. That's my goal. And let's say that you don't really do anything specifically to try to get there other than just like posts here and there, like maybe two posts this week and then like three posts the next and like you jump on your story and do a mini training. You're just kind of like all over the place, right? Knowing that you are not doing anything to contribute to that output goal of 10,000 followers is what's... Kind of making you feel like you might not be moving the needle as much as you are. So what I want you to think of is, again, the input goals for social media specifically. Let's say you set the input goal of, I'm going to post five times a week. Because that input goal is something that you can legitimately just check off of a to-do list, it can be considered something that you are moving the needle towards that bigger goal, right? That bigger goal of having $10,000, which I never, never, never suggest by basing your goals off a of follower account. but like, just for the sake of demonstration here, let's talk about $10,000 being the goal. So a lot of people are setting that as their goal, whereas what are you contributing? What are your input goals that are going to help contribute to that? Let's say you start by setting an input goal of posting five times a week, five reels a week. That's going to help move the needle towards those 10,000 followers. So that's why I just feel like people are focusing on the wrong goals because so input goals are things that you can control. Output goals are things that you cannot control because they are outcomes of situations based on your input. So if you're not doing anything specifically to gauge or get towards a certain type of outcome, it's absurd to expect that outcome. You know what I mean? So again, this was just like a quick little tidbit to throw in when you are setting your goals. Again, I want you to think when you are writing out your list of goals, if you look at that goal, is it something that you can add to a checklist or to a to-do list or is it something that you cannot control? And if you cannot control the outcome of that goal like you can control that you post five times a week and that you consistently engage and cater to your audience you can control all of those parts of your strategy what you can't control is the outcome of it which would be how many followers you gain or how much reach you get or how viral you go. Again, I don't like using those terms, but I just feel like they're relevant in the terms of social media. Like your goal shouldn't be to go viral. Your goal should be to post a very valuable piece of content that genuinely helps people. And that's why I always say this, going viral should not really be your goal because unless you hit the jackpot and your most valuable content goes viral that's like two birds with one stone right huge reach awesome content being spread but a lot of the times i want you to think about what videos you're seeing that are viral and do yours cater in the same way to your individual audience again i don't like using that term but like again just really What I want you to take away from this is if you are looking at your list of goals for 2023, I want you to decide if they would go on a checklist or a to-do list or if they are an outcome of a situation. And that's why I think people are doing better than they expect. Because if you look at, again, the exact example that I just gave, there's probably a lot of people that could check off posting consistently. You know, They just can't control the amount of followers that come from that. And that's, again, not a fair way to gauge success. So... Posted a TikTok about, or I will be posting a TikTok about this this week, just about letting go of attaching your worth or success to either your social media following or your engagement or your monthly income. All right, we are getting close to running out of time. So I, like I said, I want to add in this new little segment called Socials in Society. And it's took me a really, really long time to figure out what I wanted to like kick this off with. Originally I wanted to do like how quickly false information was spread during the Moscow like investigation and situation and then I wanted to like kind of take it back to the beginning of what originally sparked this whole idea of having this segment but what I thought would be the most fun (laughs) for all of us is to actually just talk about where I think social media is going in 2023 and just like some predictions for social media and what i think it will do like i said they'll be a little bit more specific after this and i don't this isn't necessarily something we'll do every single week but i just thought this would be fun so my number one biggest prediction for 2023 or at least for the next few years is that twitch and youtube tv is going to completely take away the need for anybody under the age of like 25 to have any sort of cable or, honestly, any streaming services. Like, I just feel like 20 and younger, it's like, is it normal for them to be watching, like, Hulu original shows or, like, Netflix original shows? Like, I just feel like Netflix and Hulu's... Netflix and Hulu's... Ooh, I don't like the way that that sounds for some reason. Because I feel like it sounds like I'm trying to, like... (laughs) Give possessions and I don't know. So I'm like trying to give possessions and Netflix. You know what I mean? Netflix is I don't know. (laughs) I'm going crazy. I've talked too much today. I just feel like their demographic is very different from what's most popular because I I just feel like younger generations and younger demographics, like I literally hate talking like that. It makes me feel like a dinosaur. But like they're more interested in like tiktok and youtube personalities and so am i don't get me wrong i just still have my like guilty guilty pleasure reality shows and like i love mtv um i don't know i just will always like my guilty trash reality shows um so i think to me streaming services and cable services will always kind of be relevant or important um as long as the shows that i watch are still on but even thinking like two or three years from now some of my favorite shows are probably going to be canceled you know what I mean and a lot of again people I think are more interested in watching YouTube personalities or not even just YouTube personalities but people on YouTube creating it's just become way more accessible obviously just having a regular YouTube channel is free like anybody can stream that content but with Twitch specifically and I had the privilege of working with a Twitch streamer who was In my opinion, quite successful for the last few years. um, Which actually, that's a question that I'll answer because somebody asked me how many clients I'm working with. Um, But I was lucky enough to kind of see the back end of Twitch and like see how much goes into it. And genuinely, Twitch streamers are like their own little like broadcast networks. And I actually even had uh, I had Braylon on the podcast for technically what I'm going to consider last season. And she's a Twitch streamer and she gave us a lot of really cool insight. So just seeing the capability and the possibility of, you know, Twitch and YouTube genuinely just turning into like actual TV stations is like kind of crazy. Like anybody can just start a Twitch channel. So in my opinion, if not in 2023, in the very near next few years... Twitch and YouTube consumption of content is going to far outrank cable and streaming services, especially when it comes to like paying members. Okay, next prediction for 2023 is AI. So artificial intelligence honestly gives me anxiety if I think about it too much. Um, And AI is nothing new, but let's talk about it for a second. So like I said before, I want to tell you about some things that will help make your workflows and your processes easier so if outsourcing isn't necessarily in the question for you um, there's a lot of tools that you can invest in that are considered artificial intelligence or ai that will help you speed along your processes so one for example that i want to tell you about is repurpose.io this is not an affiliate sponsor i have literally i just use them out of my own enjoyment and they saved my life Um, so what repurpose.io does is you connect all of your accounts. So you connect your TikTok, your YouTube, your Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And then when you post anything, so you can set up different automations. And let's say I post to TikTok today. What Repurpose.io does is pulls that TikTok off of TikTok without the watermark and saves it to where I personally have my stuff go to Google Drive. Um, But you can choose like Dropbox or different um, storage platforms. So. even something like that to help you be on multiple different platforms. Because if you're not creating your content outside of these platforms where you have a blank copy to work with for each platform, let's just say for time-saving purposes, you're just gonna take all of your TikToks and post them on Pinterest that week. Repurpose.io will save you, I mean, even if at the end of the day, it's 30 minutes of downloading those videos without the watermark, To have them ready to go in that Google Drive folder when you're ready to schedule out the pins or schedule out the YouTube Shorts, like it's a game changer. So I highly recommend looking into things like that to help you with those workflows. But again, I just feel like AI is getting so, 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 it's everywhere. Especially if you haven't heard of ChatGPT, like that's changing the game. There's always been things like Copy.ai, which I personally hate Copy.ai. I think it's... A good jumping-off point It's definitely not something that you would ever be able to copy and paste. Like, I think for ideas and concepts, it's okay. And, like, outlines. Um, I, however, would never... I would never in a million years copy and paste a caption from anywhere. It's just... I, I would never. But anyway, AI, AI, I think, is going to be really huge. And then this one... <laughs> don't kill me. I think that the term influencer is has been and will continue to fizzle out so don't shut me off yet don't cancel me yet especially if you're an influencer I do respect what you do and I absolutely think what you do is hard work however it's just the name of it I think the name and the term influencer is so played out especially because now we're to the point with influencers where it's hard to have trust in them. It's hard to know when they're posting about something because they genuinely love it and when they're posting about something because they're being paid to. And I just think when people are so like, I'm an influencer, I'm an influencer, it has such the connotation connected to it that you are just trying to like make money off of the shit that you're posting about, which at the end of the day, if that's true, that's fine. But I think you should lean more into something like, being a personal brand and then also like building your personal brand and then also looking into like ugc like creating content for other brands because at the end of the day just again because you're posting doesn't mean that you're entitled to anything and when you look at some of the biggest influencers over the last few years like alex earl victoria paris you know again I don't even consider these people influencers I just consider them people who are willing to pick up their phone and speak and that's what it is and they're willing to communicate with people and they're willing to like build a community and be a part of their community and speak to people like I think that's going to be the biggest difference between not just influencers and you know shifting away from that term but also who's successful at it and who's not um I've never liked the term influencer I mean think about it it's you're influencing somebody why would you ever want to influence directly and openly like that to me is weird and it's like controlling and like kind of gives me like I don't know I just don't like I don't like being influenced obviously there's positive ways to influence somebody but to me, it just seems like, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of influencers are just encouraging people to buy shit because they make money from it. And that's not the way to build a successful platform or a successful or strong bonded audience. So I just think that the term influencer is going to kind of fizzle off. I think that it would be smart for people to title themselves as influencers to kind of come up with a more creative way to say it. Like, again, content creator or personal brand would be just to me, a little bit more inviting. Like I'm more invited by a content creator than an influencer because, again, I and this is all personally. I just think that you know, influence. I don't like that word. So I don't like calling people influencers. Again, it's not that I don't respect what you do. I think what I what I do is very comparable to being, you know, an influencer and showing up and having what I hope is people trust me. And that's actually why I've I really don't do and I've said this before like sponsored posts or spawn con like I the only ad that I do on my podcast is for the platform that I host it through and that's genuinely because I love it like the only partnership I've ever done has been Rocketbook because it's the only product that I genuinely use every single day that's ever reached out to me to work together I just I first of all I'm not really in the realm of being an influencer or a content creator like UGC wise so I've never like Promoted myself to like work with other brands, but like I get emails every single day from you know, lamps and chairs and all of these like weird like office things because I post a lot about like what I find on Amazon for my office. And like, yeah, it's cool that like these people are like, hey, do you want to like we'll send you this stuff, but like I don't like doing it when they expect me to post about it. And I've only ever posted about things that I absolutely love. Like I did get a mirror, um, so it's a mirror with like a ring light like it's a, an oval mirror and then it has like a ring light light around it like leds or whatever and it's touchscreen and then it has a phone charger like base so you just put your phone charger on it that company reached out to me and asked to send me one and I was like hell yeah that thing looks cool and like used it loved it posted about it I didn't get a ton of great engagement but like I'm also not posting for that purpose like they just genuinely said if you're happy with it will you post about it it wasn't like hey we're sending you this so can you post this like that to me is a gifted collab and I don't do those um like I said I'm just very picky with like the the brands that I choose to associate myself with even like the platforms that I choose so like if you ever hear me talking about like a tool or anything like that like it's it's not sponsored it's not an affiliate I'm not usually making money when you click on it and if I am you will know In this case, you are not. (laughs) Okay, let's do a couple AMA questions because I had a question box up the other day. And like I said, there's a couple that kind of tie into today's episode. So first question, which systems or processes do you wish that you had sooner? Honestly, all of them. But like I said, I'm neurodivergent. I have a very unique brain just, you know, like you do. And with that being said, it took me a really long time to figure out what exactly it was that I liked and what I didn't like about different platforms for different things. Um, It took me a really long time to, like, I wanted an all-in-one and there isn't necessarily an all-in-one for a lot of the platforms or um, not platforms, a lot of the processes that I'm doing, but like HoneyBook for example is what I use like invoice my clients where I do my contracts my invoices all of that stuff it's got everything now like over the last year they added pretty much everything so like now you can have somebody like submit an inquiry and then it will automatically send them an email and you know then you can automatically send the proposal and the contract and the invoice and blah 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 like having systems like that set up are amazing but then also like really narrowing down the services that I was offering helped me to know what I needed for my onboarding process. So like really narrowing down what my onboarding process was was super helpful. Um, Like I said, the AI, like the repurpose.io is a game changer. Like I wish that I had implemented the way that I'm doing my 2023 content sooner because it just makes so much more sense. And again, I'll have another episode kind of breaking that all down. Next question. How many clients are you working with right now? So I felt like this was relevant because I'm only working with two clients right now, which is like absolutely wild. This time last year, I was working with 13 different retainer clients. And this is something that I will talk a little bit more in depth about at some point. But basically over the last year, I have added in different things that I enjoy doing for my clients and my clients have been gracious enough to allow me inside of their business as more than just, you know, the social media girl. So that's been really cool. And because of that, I've been able to condense the amount of people that I'm working with because I'm doing more work for the same clients. So that's been really exciting and Kind of a game changer it's giving me all of the creativity to actually create inside of my own business i talked a lot about this on my instagram story uh was it last week yeah it was last week but follow me over there if you don't because i answer these questions a lot okay next one and i thought that this was a fun one to end on so what are the last three things that you bought on amazon <laughs> okay so i was really excited about this one because it's not the normal like business question okay so number one dog buttons so i got the buttons that you put on the floor that your dog like you record it saying something and then your dog like taps it when they want the thing that it says so i'm so excited if you so i first saw these with bunny right the bunny dog on um TikTok who got like really big and if you don't know the story about bunny it's actually like really really depressing So basically his owner gave him too many buttons and he started to fully understand the concept of time and emotion and the fact that he was going to die at some point and that everybody around him was going to die at some point. And it's actually like really, really sad. Like he started to understand mortality and like understanding that things aren't forever and that broke my heart. So don't worry. I'm not going to give my dog too many buttons. The only ones he has right now are food, I don't want to say this out loud because they're in the same room as me, (laughs) O-U-T, and I love you. And then, uh, what's the fourth one? Oh my God, what do we, what's the fourth one? Oh, treat. The next purchase is not anything super exciting, but it's a replacement Amazon Fire TV remote because I slash we just redid our garage and basically made it like a workout room. And I have a TV out there that was just like an extra TV that we had that we haven't used in a long time. And when I you know, was moving things around, I was like, why don't we use this TV? And then I realized it was because we don't have a remote to it. But at this point, we don't need any more TVs like in our actual house. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to like set this up in here and, you know, play workout videos or like I do pole fitness. So like play pole fitness classes, like stuff like that or like music, whatever. So I figured that was cool. So I got a replacement remote. And then the third to last thing that I ordered, let me check, is essential oils. (laughs) Because I am a diffuser girly now. So um, I don't know. I've had this weird, like, first of all, I realized I was going through candles, like, really, really fast. And I know that there's chemicals in them. I know that there's toxins in them. And I just, I figured for the amount that I was burning, like it it probably couldn't be good. Like even if they're in low doses, even if it's not that big of a deal, like I was burning like a candle all day, every day, and going through like two a week. Like, is that a lot? I don't know, like three wick candles. Well, the ones from Bath and Body Works lost for like ever. So like maybe one a week, but anyway. I realized I was burning a lot of candles. So I was like, let me replace these with diffusers and get some really good smelling essential oils. Long story short, I ordered this like bundle of essential oils that were like, I don't know, a wake up mix, a relaxation mix, blah, blah, blah. And I cannot stand the smell of any of them. Like they all make me nauseous. And I'm really weird about stuff like that. So I ordered these specific types of essential oils that are like, lemon and like fresh linen and don't come at me if there's like technically chemicals in those two i don't know i just feel like water being evaporated into the air all day is probably better than whatever was coming out of my bath and body works candles okay that is officially all that we have time for today i'm like i said so pumped to be back i hate saying this If you are listening to this and if you enjoy this podcast, will you please subscribe, like, or share, or just tap some sort of button, download an episode, subscribe to it on whatever you're listening to leave a review like that genuinely makes my heart light up and it helps my content reach more people again it's not ever about the vanity metric for me it is just genuinely about the fact that the more that people subscribe the more that they download the more it gets pushed to new people so i just am always looking to meet new people not that i don't love the ones that are already here but if you find this helpful I'm hoping somebody else will too. So, thank you for taking the time to spend an hour with me this week. Make sure you check out the YouTube videos for a little bit more in-depth trainings on how to optimize your Instagram and your strategies for the new year. Like I said, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at page Co. YouTube is at the social media survival guide and the social media survival Guide.com for everything else. I will see you next week. Bye.